When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're in the monorail. I can't wait to go meet Mary Poppins over at Epcot. Oh man. Listen, I got to show you guys something. I got these great Mickey ears that remind me of when I was a kid. Oh, I want to check it out. Where, 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 is it at? where are they? Oh no, I lost some. <laughs> Loser. Welcome to episode 97 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your chimney sweeps, Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Mary Poppins. So what do you guys think of Harry, uh, I was going to say Harry Poppins. Uh, What do you guys think of Mary Poppins? (laughs) She's not Harry, right? But Jen, obviously this is probably like one of your most favorite like Disney movies of all time and one of your favorite Disney characters of all time. Yes. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Easy. Yeah, Probably I, my favorite movie. Yeah. And I kind of remember, you know, we were on one of the Disney, which Disney ship did we see Mary Poppins on? The new one. The new one? Yeah. Were we in Alaska? No. Matt, what, no I don't think so. I wasn't sure no. we were in Alaska. Was that? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It had to be the first one. So I had to be on the uh, dream because we saw Blank Panther was like the new movie coming out when we were on the Marvel ship, right? So it had to be the dream we saw Mary Poppins. I remember okay. that was like a big thing. We needed to go see like the first showing of that because uh, it was like being released on the boat. I think like probably like a day early or something like that. Uh, but that, that was a cool experience. It was probably one of my memories too, which I'm going to share later on. Uh, how about you, Alex? What do you think of Mary Poppins? Um, <laughs> it's uh, It's good. Yeah, you don't like it, <laughs> do you? <laughs> I, I mean... It wasn't a movie I picked out as a kid to watch. I didn't grow up watching it. Recently watched it. It's, you know, it's all right. It's good. The songs are good. I just, I never was a big, uh, per- I didn't watch it a lot growing up. So it doesn't have that sentimental value to me. And watching it as an adult, it still doesn't capture my imagination. Did you watch the new one? Yeah, yeah. I liked, uh, Mary Poppins Returns was okay. Loved Saving Miss ba- Mr. Banks, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, I, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say it's like my, was my favorite movie growing up. Uh, I enjoy it more as an adult than I did as a kid. Oh, really? Right? Cause I appreciate really? more. Yeah. I appreciate it more like this, the, the music more mm-hmm. now than when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, I wasn't really into like musicals. I'm more into musicals now and I'm, I appreciate the movie more also because I mean, if you, we're sure we're going to get to it here in the history. But that was like one of the first movies where they kind of had the cartoons and like the live action in one. And uh, just to know how big of a deal that was now makes me appreciate it more. Uh, and I enjoyed the new one, too. The new Mary Poppins. I enjoyed it. it uh, I, I mean, I'm a big Lynn manuel fan. So, yeah. yeah. What do you guys, guys want to go ahead and give it a rating? Yeah, let's do it. Jen, I want to hear Jen's rating. It's 10. It's a 10. Sorry. It's 10. That's my favorite. How about you, Alex? Um, I will give it a seven. <gasps> Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Okay. 
Originally, I was going to give it an eight, but then I thought <laughs> some of the history behind it, I'm going to go ahead and give it an eight. And no, a half. you're going to give it an eight, and then you realize how Jen will be mad at you forever. So you're like, I'm going to bump up eight and a half. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be like, I'll give it then I'll be like it's halfway to nine. It's halfway to nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Jim, Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy, Jim, Jim, Cherie. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Let's get to the his on Mary Poppins. Good luck, we're up off when I shake hands with you. Oh, blow me a kiss. And that's lucky too. Mary Poppins is a certified Disney classic. Released in 1964, this American musical takes you to London, where a magical nanny named Mary Poppins mysteriously appears to take charge of two children. Poppins helps fix the troubled house and is gone just as quickly as she appeared. This film was Julie Andrews' debut movie and the first Disney movie to combine animation and live action since the 40s. Since Mary Poppins released, the film has become a classic and has inspired a Broadway musical, a few sequels, and many pop culture references. The American Film Institute has it listed as number six for AFI's Greatest Movie Musicals, which was compiled in 2006. I know you have a question here, Alex, but before we get to the question, right, let's talk about Probably my favorite pop culture reference is in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy 2. When, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, Yondu. Yondu. Yeah, Yondu. He's like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. You mean, you mean this one? I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yes, that one right there. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Uh, that, that part was so funny. That made me so happy to see that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, is he cool? He's, he's the like, coolest. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Alex. You have a question about this? Yeah. So American Film Institute rated Mary Poppins as number six. And I knew Jen probably thinks, no, Mary Poppins is number one, right? Yeah. So well, what obviously. is the one through five movies on AFI's top musicals? I'll have you guys guess. I have it right in front of me. So one through five, because Mary Poppins is number six. Mm, I bet Grease is one. Nope. Ooh. Sound of Music. Sound of Music is number four. Really? Oh, uh, West Side Story was um, Dane put it in chat. That was also one of my guesses. West Side Story. Yeah, no, West Side Story is number two. Okay, all right. Um, see, I don't. I'm like a. I'm like a theater person, so I think of weird things that I really enjoy <laughs> a lot. Um, don't cheat, Joe. My, <laughs> Dane Shrek the musical. Sound of music, or not? I'm sorry. Someone said that. Uh, singing in the rain. <laughs> singing in the rain is number one. That's, oh, yeah. wow. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're missing number three, number four, number five. Number five, I think, is going to be a hard one, but number three should be an easy one. So we have Singing in the Rain, uh, West Side Story, mm-hmm. Sound of Music. Hamilton? No. 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 This is, I'm sorry. This was made back in 2006. Don't forget. Okay. Wizard of Oz? Is Wizard that of Oz is number three. Yes, Joe. Get out of really? here. Is that really a musical? Yeah. What do you mean it's a musical? What? Yeah, it's a musical. Get so what here. do we got here? We got we got four movies. You got you got four of the five. You have Sing in the Rain, West Side Story, Wizard of Oz, and The Sound of Music. And then number five, Beat Mary Poppins. Go ahead and just give it to us because I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm give, not sure. You're not either. sure? Yeah. And what if I tell you Liza Minnelli was in it? No? Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli and Michael York came out uh, in 1972. What year? 1972. Liza uh, Minnelli is Julie Garland's mom, right? No, Judy Garland is Liza Minnelli's mom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, cabaret? Cabaret. I was thinking cabaret. Did someone say anything in the chat room? Yeah, Dane said it. <laughs> See, I, mean, I was... Dane didn't I was, say it, it was just me. <laughs> I was thinking cabaret, and I'm not in the chat. I was thinking it, uh-huh. and... 
I was like, no, it cabaret would not have beat, but yeah. yeah. I've never seen cabaret, never seen that movie. I've never, never seen, seen, seen I've never seen uh Singing in the Rain. You never seen Singing in the Rain? No. It's I've okay. seen another one though, Wizard of Oz. Uh yeah, I love Wizard of Oz. Another one. Oh no, I haven't seen Sound of Music either. Ooh, Sound of Music's good, man. I watched that for the first time last year. And it's so boring. No, it's good. Oh, the sound of music's wonderful. There oh, is some boring Horror, parts. That, that's a good one. But hey, think about it. In the movie, there's Nazis. So what's that? Oh, I mean, is Hydra in it? Mo- is, is that, I mean, is that Hydra? I mean, it's a Disney movie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> in the early 1940s, Walt Disney made a promise to his daughters that he would one day adapt their favorite book into a movie. That book was P.L. Travers' Mary Poppins. Walt offered Travers a sufficient amount for the rights to the book, but Travers rejected his offer. She did not believe a film version of her book would do justice to her creation, especially one made by a producer of cartoons, someone who had yet to produce any major live-action work. For 20 years, Walt would continue asking Travers for the rights, with her eventually agreeing in 1961, but with many stipulations. She wanted to be a consultant on the film, as well as demanding and obtaining script approval. Walt offered $100,000, with inflation $880,000 today, and 5% of the movie's gross earnings, which is now over $5 million all while Disney was struggling to keep afloat. It is said Travers' decision to give in was less to do with the stipulations and more to do with her financial earnings dwindling. Travers had many issues with creatives working on the film. She didn't like that they were making Mary sunnier with fewer flaws. The Mary in the book had a stern glance and a stern way. The first book has Poppins taking the kids to a zoo where they would dance with the animals as the workers watched from behind the cages. Disney writers replaced this with a dance number involving cartoon penguins. The biggest complaint by Travers was the altering of how Poppins is introduced. In the book, a harsh wind throws her into the house, but Disney's version has Poppins floating down like an angel from the heavens. Richard Sherman even said Travers didn't care about their feelings. She would chop them apart. The Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert, wrote all the songs for the film, working on it for two and a half years. They wrote 34 songs, many for scenes that were never filmed, since they did not have a final script to work off of. Travers was displeased with all the music and animation being planned for the film. But Disney overruled her, citing contract stipulations that he had the final say on the finished print. So you can get a lot of this out of the movie, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Banks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy that she's made so much money off of it and she was like reluctant to go into it. Not her herself because she passed away, but her um, estate has made nearly $5 million off this movie. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's crazy. Did, uh, um, I was going to ask, uh, Jen, have you read the books? I have not read the books. What? This movie is your number one movie and you haven't read the books. I know. Isn't that horrible? Because the books yeah. are usually better. I mean, you should ha- go read it. Yeah, you I should. should. Read it. You should. Well, read it. I need something to read uh, on the plane trip. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, so, you know, as we're sitting here talking, there's a bunch of stuff going on in chat and people are posting old, old pictures like Mary Poppins. You know, we got at the, the great movie ride, Mary Poppins, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I feel like, you know, the great movie, ride. I feel like they should just have like that almost like a walkthrough like museum somewhere. Some of the some of the sets that they had in there they're really good. Um, but also the penguins, right? We've got this penguin scene in the Grand Floridian. Yeah. Where and this is at the DVC area. Jen, is it this is there's a DVC area at the Grand Floridian? It's the it's the villas. It's when you walk in. I have pictures of it. I posted pictures of it. Is that there all the time, those penguins? Yeah. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Well, why is he saying DVC Grand Floridian? The penguins are the best because that's it's in the villas. It's this beautiful fountain when you walk into the Grand Floridian oh, villas. Okay, I see Can't what you're saying. It. So this is some place I haven't been then. 
This I don't, is not have in you, the main. You've never stayed at the Grand? No, I've never stayed there before. Oh, yeah. It's right when you walk in. When really? You're, well, it's it's just past. It's a small little lobby in the villas in the Grand. And then right as you walk past that, as you're heading to like the elevator in the rooms, it's this fountain that's right there. It's gorgeous. For a Mary that's, Poppins it looks fan, really it's, yeah. it's, it looks it, and it's not huge. I mean, it's it's an average size fountain, but yeah. I'm telling you, that could look really nice in my house. <laughs> Tara said we should because, you know, this is episode 97, episode 100 is coming up. Yeah, we're taking questions that we have. I have a whole bunch of questions that people are sending me, you know, and uh, we're going to be answering a lot of questions from our listeners and Tara is saying that if they didn't get rid of the great movie ride, we wouldn't have the best Joey rant recorded on Diz His. So maybe we should play that. That can be like one of our best things. Oh yeah, that was a good rant. That was that was so funny. What the Mickey Railroad, Mickey <laughs> Runaway Railroad? Yeah, that would be kind of funny just to play over again. With the script and music finally complete, it was time for the cast to be chosen, and boy, did Disney put together a great cast. The future star of the film, Julie Andrews, was offered the job after Disney saw her and Camelot on Broadway. Disney wanted her for the role. He even put off production until after Julie had her child. She was three months pregnant when Disney offered her the role. Disney considered Stanley Holloway for the role of Admiral Boom, but due to his commitment to My Fair Lady, Disney cast Reginald Owen. David Tomlinson, later will star in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, played the part of Mr. Banks, as well as voicing Mary's talking umbrella and other voiceover parts, one being Admiral Boom's first mate. Disney cast Dick Van Dyke as a main supporting role, Bert, after seeing him on the Dick Van Dyke show. Glynis Johns met with Disney thinking she was offered the role of Mary Poppins, though she was being given the role of Miss Winifred Banks. During the awkward exchange, Disney quickly told her she was getting a terrific song that was written for her. Walt called up the Sherman brothers and told them how Miss Johns was looking forward to hearing her new song after they went out for lunch. The Sherman brothers deciphered Disney's code and worked through their lunch to write Sisters Suffragette. The children Jane and Michael Banks were played by Karen Dotris and Matthew Garber, who had actually starred alongside each other in The Three Lives of Thomasina in 1963 and later The Gone Mobile in 1967. Ed Wynn played the role of the eccentric Uncle Albert, who sang I Love to Laugh as he floated around the ceiling. Ed Wynn is of course known for being the voice of the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. There were even Hollywood greats playing small roles in this Disney film. Elsa Lanchester, better known for Bride of Frankenstein and Witness for the Prosecution, played the small role of the nanny who quits, which allows Mary Poppins to come into the picture. Another Hollywood great was Jane Darwell, who had retired from acting in 1959 and lived at the motion picture and television country house and hospital. She received an Academy Award for her role as the mother in the film The Grapes of Wrath. Walt persuaded her to perform one last time, although she was 83 and in poor health. On the day of the shooting, a limo picked her up and took her to the set. She played the role of the birdwoman, who sat by the set's St. Paul Cathedral. To make it more comfortable for her, the crew even cut out a part of the step to put in the pillow. She sang the song Feed the Birds, which was the last scene filmed, but the first song that was written. I feel like they knew this song was going to be a classic when they were this, for this whole time. Which song? The bird song? Feed no, bird? I just feel like this, they, they, they knew that this movie was going to be instantly like popular when they were doing it i mean i think disney thought everything he made was going to be popular he he gave he gave everything 100 percent. yeah but you know how sometimes you you finish a project or a, in school you finish a paper or something like that and you just know it's going to be good like you just you look at that finished product and you're like yeah this is exactly 
what I needed to do. I'm sure that that's how it was with with that song. Yeah. Now, I love Sister Suffragette. Well, I love all the songs. Who am I kidding? But <laughs> uh, You know, Sherman Brothers. You know, if you watched a movie, I love like Saving Miss... Um, Saving Mr. Banks. I love how they bring the Sherman Brothers to life on yeah. screen. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, here's a little trivia question for everyone that's in chat right now. For you, Jen, for you, Alex, right? Where uh, there's a ride at the parks where they actually show Disney and the Sherman Brothers kind of working together. Does anyone know what ride that is? Um, I see which people park? typing away. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll, say, we'll do Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, Dane got it. But then we see if you guys know. I see it. Um, that shows them working together. Yeah, right before you get on onto the um into the attraction, I guess you can say. You're gonna say it, and I'm gonna be like, "Duh!" I would have known. Dang, got it. It's that Magic Kingdom. Um, like I want to say Carousel of Progress, but I bet it's not it. It is. That's it. Is it? Yeah. Wait, right, right before you get get onto the like when you go to take your seat and you open when it opens up, whatever uh-huh. on the TVs outside they have them. And it's oh, Disney. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that I thought when I did all this, I thought that the facts about this stuff was really interesting, especially especially the part where um, Disney ended up doing the Sherman's bit where he got them to write that song while the lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think that's so funny. And that's I feel like that's something Disney would be like, oh, she's uncomfortable. Let me make it better for her. I'll just tell her she has a song that we wrote for her. And then he ends <laughs> up getting I mean, he was a guy who definitely was like, hey, I got this idea. Do it. And people would get it done for him. And that's just yeah. how he that's how he worked. And. You know, you would think it would have disasters behind it, but it always end up being the greatest work. Yeah, man. It's so that's such a cool way of thinking. You know, I think that the closest person that's alive right now who who has that think like that style of thinking is is Elon Musk. I kind of brought it up, you know, mm-hmm. where he's just kind of like, we can just do it. Let's just do it somehow. And he right. does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little weird, but I mean, I guess a lot of those people are weird who think like that. I think the word you're looking for is eccentric. That's it. During Mary Poppins, there's a scene where Mary sings with a whistling bird. Walt thought this was a great opportunity to include a bird audio animatronic, similar to the ones used at Disneyland's Enchanted Tiki Room. The film required real skins and feathers for the robin to look real on the large screen. But the robin was federally protected, so Disney had to acquire skins and feathers from the Los Angeles Museum. All it cost was a year of park tickets. In the scene, Julie Andrews is wearing a ring to support the robin that connects to a wire that runs down her sleeve into the floor, where there are yards of wiring. Andrews herself supplied the whistling for the bird. Walt was impressed with her whistling during the song What Do the Simple Folk Do in the Broadway production of Camelot. Some fans may notice the robin in the film is an American robin, not a European robin. The famous Cherry Tree Lane was built on soundstage number 3 at the Disney Studios in Burbank. From the design of art director William Tunkey, the bank's house was itself 7 8 scale, the next was 3 4 scale, the house after half scale, and the following 1 4 scale. They put in real cherry trees on the set, but had to put paper cherry blossoms on the twigs. There were even a few little people hired to walk from one house to another in the background to add to the visual effects. Using the same design, Disney Imagineers duplicated the street at United Kingdom Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase. Mary Poppins was released on August 27, 1964. Even Walt himself was present for the first time since the premiere of Snow White in 1937. That's how you know it was a big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Walt himself showed up. They're like, oh, man, this movie is probably going to be amazing. Labor of love. Yeah, for sure. It's really kind of cool to me to know that it was 
on soundstage number three, because I've been to Disney Studios once and to know that I walked around in those kind of same areas. And I actually saw the plaque on the outside because on the outside of the studios, they have plaques for where what movies were filmed there. Oh, really? And um, and I remember seeing I might even have a picture of that. So um, did you cry? That, I was very excited. We were more looking for like, you know, anybody can show up at Disney Studios at any point in time. So you know, we were more looking for, um, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. to be walking by or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that reminds me. I know I've talked about this on the show before about when we ate at Backlot and we thought that there was going to be. Remember, they closed off that area. Mm-hmm. And you and I were like, oh, who's it going to be? We, we were like really into like who was going to eat there. We thought someone famous was going to be there. And we're like talking to people, the cast members. Oh, do you know what's going on there? Do you know what's going I was like, no one. Mary Poppins was nominated for 13 Academy Awards and won five. Julie Andrews received Best Actress in a Leading Role. Poppins won Academy Awards for Visual Effects, Song, Music Score, and Editing. Mary Poppins also won five Oscars, a Golden Globe, and two Grammy Awards. Julie Andrews won both the Oscar and Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Van Dyke was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor. Mary Poppins remains Disney's film with the most awards to date, as well as the only film for which Walt received an Academy nomination for Best Picture. In 1965, Disney was sued over the Sherman Brothers song, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Gloria Parker and Barney Young sued on the behalf of their song, The Super Song, recorded by Alan Holmes and his new tones for Columbia Records. The Super Song is also known as Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. This song was later performed by the Arabian Nights in 1951. Disney won this lawsuit because they produced affidavits showing that variants of the word were known many years before 1949. Richard said he and his brother heard the word for the first time in 1930s as children attending a camp in Pennsylvania. The success of Mary Poppins can be attributed to the bounce back of Disney. The profit allowed Disney to buy land in Florida, which is where they would build Disney World. A Mary Poppins attraction was even envisioned to replace Peter Pan's flight for Magic Kingdom. It would have guests ride on colorful carousel horses, hopping through Bert's chalk drawings. But Roy Disney himself canceled the plans, feeling the East Coast guests would want the same experience of Peter Pan's flight that was at Disneyland. In 2013, Disney released Saving Mr. Banks, starring Tom Hanks as Walt Disney and Emma Thompson as P.L. Travers. In 2018, Disney released a sequel to Mary Poppins called Mary Poppins Returns. Emily Blunt played the role of Mary Poppins, with Lin-Manuel Miranda playing a chimney sweep who was apprentice to Bert. Mary Poppins comes back to the Banks household a few decades later to help the household again. Dick Van Dyke returned to portray Mr. Doe's Jr., Hey, so, you know, I'm just thinking about it. You know, these, they, these movies where, you know, there's like a family that's in need and then someone comes, you know, either Elliot from like Peach Dragon, Mary Poppins, you know, comes and they kind of like she supports the family and gives something that the family needs. And then she, they leave at the end. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Those movies they're I think they really make connections with people. And that's why people like them. Yeah. Right. Because it's like real. I mean, it's like real life issues. And that's the reason why it's easy for people to make that connection. Right. And it's just so sad when they leave at the end. Like I, when I was a kid, like I hated that part is when those characters would leave. Like, <laughs> like you sit there and you help the family. Why don't you stay with them? Because they got to help other families. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I will say this about that, about your, about this segment of the history. I completely and totally, I love Peter Pan's flight. Don't ask me why. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. I would totally trade that out. Yeah. What? Poppins ride. Yeah. You would? I 100%. Wouldn't. 100 yeah, it's, it's crazy we almost got it and uh they got the kibosh on it 
Well, there was the whole thing. I think they, I think they put a hold on it. Um, they're doing Cherry Tree Lane at Epcot. Yeah, I was just, I was just talking about that. That's gonna be, that's gonna be really cool. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I think. I mean, I, I think a bunch of people are gonna be there. That's gonna be really cool to see. Are they gonna have what, what else? Like, it's, but it's not gonna be an attraction, right? It's just gonna be like you, no. You're I think walking. there's a. I think there is an attraction. Really? I'm pretty sure they announced at Cherry Tree Lane it was gonna be. What kind like of attraction a, a, is gonna be? A maybe, ride maybe this ride. A what? Maybe this ride. Maybe. You know how Disney likes to pull up old things. The only caveat to Mary Poppins' ride is that you have to hold on to umbrella the whole time. <laughs> they said in, in the variants, there was a variant where you were you were flying over London, much like Peter Pan, and you were being uh, floating with an umbrella, which I don't know how that would work. That'd be interesting. No, no, you know, maybe it'll be like, you know, how they had the, the yawning, whatever, for Peter Pan, like the cover mm-hmm, yeah. of the boat, whatever, you know? Yeah. Or maybe that will be like an umbrella. So it's like a re- you're holding on, but you're really sitting and you in know, like a big umbrella. And you know what? If you went on that now, they'd be all like, hey, look, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm, oh, so many people will be saying, <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Hey, do you know, at Cherry Tree Lane, I, whatever, all I know is I hope they have those two guys sitting on top of the building. Admiral Boom. Next. Yes. They need to have that, like, for sure there, I would think. Oh, I right. love Admiral Boom. I lost a trivia on that. Did you really? I did. How? Because I was, it was like a pressure situation and I was drawing a blank. And so, yeah. <laughs> Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is my favorite song from Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite song? You like all of them, Jen? Which, which one's your favorite? The Bird Lady song? Um, It's probably Spoonful of Sugar, but there's a reason. Well, no, I like them all. Um. Chim chimney, chim chim tree, that one. Can you guys say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Yeah, I used to be able to spell it. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I said it on yeah. the when I did the history. That was my first take. I didn't have to do two takes for it. Oh really? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You got it. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. In addition to his leading role as Bert, Dick Van Dyke appeared in the film as Mr. Dawes Sr. under the acting credit Navkid Keed. The letters unscrambled themselves during the end credits to reveal the actor's name. Mary Poppins was selected for preservation at the Library of Congress in America for future generations to see. Mary Poppins helped fund Disney's monorail system, which paid homage by naming safety systems M-A-P-O, M-A for Mary and P-O for Poppins. Also, all Walt Disney World Railroad steam locomotives are fitted with a boiler safety device, marked MAPO. Mary Poppins and the Princess Diaries were filmed on the same soundstage, which Disney renamed in 2001 the Julie Andrews soundstage. Travers allegedly wept at the movie's premiere, saying, Oh God, what have they done? There were so many retakes of the supercalifragilistic scene that the kids got sick of the toffee apples they were supposed to be eating. Julie Andrews has said she almost got hurt filming her final flying scene in Mary Poppins. She was up in a harness after filming the stunt when she felt a rope slip, then fell to the stage. She wasn't hurt during the fall. Beating out Audrey Hepburn's My Fair Lady, Mary Poppins was the highest grossing film of 1964 with over 102 million earned in the U.S. and Canada. Did you know that uh, Julie Andrews was going to be in My Fair Lady, but she was up for the My Fair Lady role, and she played the role of the My Fair Lady on Broadway, uh, but oh, she really? was beat out by Audrey Hepburn. I did not know that. That's and why now, you're the history guy, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I knew this before I did this history. I knew all the history. 
for a movie that he doesn't care. <laughs> Never gave it a seven. <laughs> hey, watch out. I could change to a six whenever I want. <laughs> Mary Poppins is and will forever be a classic, not just a Disney classic. It receives many awards and helped bounce back the Disney Corporation. Its silly songs and fun imagery will forever be remembered, and it may be practically perfect in every way. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some Three Cheeky Chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to MagicallyScented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, mandarin blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DizHis20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com, promo code DizHis20. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Memory. 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 Okay, let's get some memories. Alex, you got any memories? Um, no, not really. Like I said, I didn't watch this movie a lot as a kid growing up, so I don't have a lot of memories of me sitting on the carpet eating popcorn and watch this movie. So, <laughs> uh, not really. What's yours, Joe? Uh, my memory is going to see the new one on the Disney cruise boat with you guys. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and also, I have a memory of saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. With one of my good friends, you know him, Rob. Uh, mm-hmm. We went away somewhere when we were like 13, 14 years old. And the whole trip, that was like our thing was to pretty much perfect saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And we kept <laughs> on saying it like this. We're like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh <laughs> <laughs> That's peak 13-year-old, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> That's true. Okay, Jen, how about you? <laughs> um, my memory with this, it's a sweet memory. Because, of course, that's always been one of my favorite movies. Um, it's one of my best friend's favorite movies. We constantly quote it, sing it, everything like that. Oh, but when, no, um, Pam. Okay. But when, um, when my daughter was probably about two, three, maybe a little older, um, you know how kids go through their runs where they kind of obsess over a th- a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she she had her obsession over this one and she um this particular part where she it's during um pretty sure it's during supercalifragilistic. It's um Mary Poppins is talking to herself and she's she's singing. It's with the it's with the bird and she's singing and she gets really high pitched. And the Mary Pop, the reflection of Mary in the mirror says cheeky. And I just remember my daughter cracking up la- like big belly laughs at the mirror talking back to her. But I'm really, really sad because we watched it probably within the last year and she has no memory of doing that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But she would just laugh so hard at it so it's uh (laughs) it's something that we share it's as one of our favorite movies oh really it's hers too 
It's she likes it more than the average Disney movie. Right. Hey guys, it's Alex from Diz His. Soon we're going to be celebrating our hundredth episode. We want to do something different, but we need help from our listeners. If you have any favorite memories from a past show or have any questions for us, park or non-park related, just email us at dizhis65 at gmail.com. If you have a favorite memory from a show, just send us the episode it happened on and what occurred so we can find it and replay it for the show. Just email the information or question you have for us at dizhis65 at gmail.com. D-I-Z-H-I-Z-6-5 at gmail.com. Help us make our 100th episode special. wants to know hey joe alex and jen this is niels from at capturing disney parks on instagram this month's question is what's the best disney world souvenir you ever bought the one that really reconnects you to a park or a ride maybe you can share your memory behind the souvenir so let's go oh that's a really good one. Oh my gosh oh. i have such I'm, my memory is so bad your favorite souvenir or he said your favorite souvenir but any souvenir with a good memory oh i've got one go for it go ahead okay so it's opening day at hollywood studios this is a sad story it's it's opening day at hollywood studios and and my parents were not the like buy you things kind of people right okay so but it's opening day so you got to get something that commemorates it's opening day so i get these silver mickey ears that say you know disney mgm studios on them um solid silver you know like the cap ones that you wear and so i'm kind of proud of that at the you know age of what i don't know nine eight or nine and uh super proud wearing them around and we were watching an evening show and something happened and i looked up and i lost them in the water we were sitting by i'm I'm assuming it was it was echo lake (laughs) i don't remember it it had to have been fireworks you know whatever blah 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 and so they fell in the lake and my parents were not the type of people to be like oh i'm sorry that really sucks let's go get you new ones or or you know there's no such thing as disney magic so they were gone and i never saw them again and i don't have my souvenir from that sucks that's a terrible story i know it is Alex is funny for some reason but it's it's one of those things like that it's like my number one souvenir from that and that's what i remember wow but isn't that it, awful I mean, i've looked them up on ebay a couple times just to say should i buy them oh yeah alex are you gonna be, you gonna be that dad when your kid loses something and then you're laughing at them? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's terrible, man. Uh, that's you, cool, though. How about I you, mean, Joe? Huh? How about me? Yeah, because I don't have one. Really? You don't have one at all? I can't think Alex of anything. Buy I'm blank. I don't buy things. I'm very cheap. I have a bad memory. So, you know, those things together, it's not a good combination. Uh, mine is going to have to be the souvenirs I got from the Osborne Lights for the last year of the Osborne Lights. I know, right? I mean, we have like an ornament that we put up on the tree. I mean, that was like a huge family thing that we did every year. You know, we we did it with uh, you guys, Jen, with your family. We did it with our family. You know, we would see it multiple times. We had the passes and, you know, we would, that was one of our things where we were like, you know, get out of work and like, hey, it was like impromptu, you know, like on 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 the spot, whatever. You want to go see the lights? This, this, you know, opened up last week. 
and we would go just drive up on a Friday night and just go see the lights, just to go see the lights. Yeah. Walk around uh, Disney for a little bit and then come back home. So I have, we got, uh, I think we got like, we got like a necklace that says, you know, the last, it has like the, the year of the dancing lights, the Osborne lights. And we also have an ornament. Uh, that's probably some, uh, one of my favorite souvenirs. And also I had, I, when the food and wine, right. We collect the pins of a, that they release for the the Disney pins for food and wine. So I have like five years worth of food and wine wine pins that we buy. And I really enjoy those too because it reminds me of us. You know, there's nothing better here in Florida. It's hot, you know, almost all the time. And then you get that first cool weather, you know, of the um, of the season, like winter, fall, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun to go, you know, to Disney Especially food and wine, because food and wine is usually during that time where, you know, it's cooler and to go walk around food and wine, eat, drink, have a good time with family and friends. And uh, uh, so whenever I see those pins, it kind of reminds me of that of that feeling of cool weather, Florida, you know, also not as busy because when the cool weather is here, it's like, you know, beginning October and there's not the parks aren't too busy. So that's what kind of reminds me of that souvenir of the Disney food and wine pins. Let's hear what Niels has to say. Oh, hold on. Hold on one second, Jen. Do you see that food and wine starting in July this year? I can't. I can't. I can't. Can I you know, imagine right? sweating your butt off to nope. I can't until it's breezy. The best food and wine experience I ever had was the day after the hurricane. Were you, did you go with us that day or uh, did you not? The day, which one? I remember I went, we went with, uh, with Nathan one year. It was, Um, it was like the hurricane hit and then it was like 24, 48 hours after one of these storms had hit and it was still like, it had sucked all the heat out and it was like nice and breezy and we're like, yep, we're taking off. We're going to food and wine and it was dead and it was gorgeous and it was still like August or September or something like that. I remember one time going to Hollywood Studios the day a hurricane was supposed to hit, but like turned at the last second, you know, and we went to Hollywood Studios and we rode Smuggler's Run and it was like 30 minute wait, you know, and it was like when it first came out and we got to ride Smuggler's Run and it was uh, it was really cool. I remember that. Uh, you know what? Uh, one of our patrons shared a paper cutout of his wife and him. He got it's at really Disney cool. Springs. It's really cool. But it remembered it made me remember that my wife and I got a caricature done on our honeymoon when we went to Disney. Oh, I don't so know. you have a so you have a souvenir then? I do. I don't know where it is. I'm not actually. I'm <laughs> going to go inside and ask my wife where it is because it should be hanging up somewhere, but I really don't think it is. Let's see what Neil's had to say. I actually didn't buy many souvenirs for myself at Walt Disney World when I was visiting in 2018 and 2019. I usually drive to Disneyland Paris, of course, so I have more Paris souvenirs, but. What I like to buy are books. So in 2018, I bought a souvenir guide from Walt Disney World. And in 2019, I bought the Hidden Mickey's book from the Emporium uh, at Magic Kingdom. So uh, yeah, those books um, <laughs> make me relive the parks uh, a little bit uh, when I'm uh, not there. Uh, I also uh, bought some um, uh, great attraction books uh, from uh, Disneyland Paris. There's one about Phantom Manor, one about the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, those are bilingual, so uh, English and French, but uh, most other books are French. So those are a bit uh, more difficult uh, to understand for me. Um, but usually, yeah, it's uh, it's books that I uh, I buy. Oh, and I would love to make a joke about uh, Walt Disney World monorail one day, uh, but I only have to think about a really good one-liner. <laughs> Bye. 
gosh. Niels. I was like, think, I was like, he's running out of time. Is he going to get a joke in? <laughs> hey, uh, some, like, you know, it's cool that we're seeing these photos of some of the fa- their, uh, our Patreon members, their favorite uh, souvenirs. They've got, uh, Dane is sharing his, a buzz, Buzzy Finalmation. He loves Buzzy. Like, Maybe Dane, he's the, where were you the night Buzzy was stolen? I don't Dane, know. I don't know what that is. That's a good point. What is a Buzzy? It's like a it was the animatronic. I put my ears in chat. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, those are those are dude. Those, those look must look really cool going into water. <laughs> Maybe they're still down there at the bottom. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, so we're gonna do our giveaway now for Dane with for Dane's uh, stuff plushies. I guess you can say plushes. No. All three at once, so. right? Yeah, all three at once. Here right, we go. Let's do so it. The giveaway is going to be. What are you giving away? Tell us, Dane. Three Mickey plushes from the 90th birthday of Mickey. I have Sorcerer Radio Mickey. It's not Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Mickey. <laughs> Sorcerer Mickey. We are on Sorcerer's Radio. That's but, true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Steamboat Willie and um, Pie Eye Mickey, which is just the classic Mickey, if you don't know, with the red shorts. Okay, and we're going to go ahead and do a giveaway. Did you want to say anything else, Dane? Uh, by the way, I love Buzzy. And no, Jen, I did not steal Buzzy. <laughs> If you I'm just really, saying. If you really stole him, stole him, would you go ahead and say it right now? I would. I. I first, I wouldn't steal Buzzy because I love him so much. I would want him to be preserved in the archives. So <laughs> you're like you're like Sam from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That you'd is- want him to be in the archives. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's true. Okay, you ready? Yep. Oh. Tara won. Is it Tara? Yeah. All right. All right. That's awesome. Congrats. And she's in chat right now, too. Which Congratulations, is really cool. Tara. Please message me your uh, your info. Thanks for, you know, uh, donating that there, Dane. Yeah, of course. I have hey, so much. Hey, Dane, let me know how much it is to uh, mail it, whatever, and I'll uh, PayPal you it. Oh, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. You don't have to worry about that. Dude, man. If you ever want to do any more giveaways for us, we would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really the only thing that I really wanted to give away. Thanks, Dane. So. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not going to be giving away my Festival Lion King piece anytime soon, if that's well, what you're getting at, Joe. <laughs> or your Buzzy? <laughs> Never. Like actual Buzzy? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to let him slip. Okay, well, hey, thanks again, Dane. Real quick, where can we find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Big Beautiful Disney. Awesome. Thank you, Dane. Be sure to follow our social media, DizHiz65, on Twitter and Instagram. And relatively new, we have a Twitch stream account. Just go to twitch.tv, that's T-W-I-T-C-H dot TV, and search DizHiz. Be sure to follow us so you are notified when we start to stream. We sometimes put up spotlights in old episodes, but the best thing is Joe live streaming classic Disney games like Aladdin and Lion King. Sometimes our friend Remy from Remy's Roundtable will drop by to give us some Disney news. Just follow us and jump in when we are live. Joe loves to chat with fans, so start messaging away. You also never know who may stop by for a hang. That's Diz His on Twitch. Okay, so let's talk about what we did in the world of Disney. Jen, what did you do in the world of Disney? Oh, I did something big. Oh, man. I'm very excited. What'd you do? 
I signed up for the virtual um, oh, run Disney. Yay. Yeah. So I um I did the challenge. So over the course of the summer, I'm have to run three five Ks. Yep. Um, it's all the Lion King uh, medals. Mm-hmm. I just that's awesome. Kind of decided to pull the trigger and and dip my toes in it. I've been volunteering at Run Disney for years um, as medical, and so my husband was asking me this afternoon if he thinks I'm going to transition over to running it. And my answer is yes and no. When when they come back, I think we will. Um, definitely, I'll I'll start running the shorter ones. But I do not ever see me running a marathon. So I'll probably run the shorter ones and work the longer ones. But that's kind of exciting. There are people that only wanted certain medals out of it. So if you only wanted one, you can sign up for the challenge. And then you can sell your other medals to the people who want to run the 5Ks. If you didn't oh. want to do the full thing. Awesome. So when, so when is it again? It starts June 1st, so I will probably start training shortly, and I think I'm actually going to do my first run at Alani. So I was mapping out um, the runs out there, you know, what people do when they're over there and jogging. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. So, so, yeah, so that's kind of exciting. That was my big thing. Awesome. Uh, what did you think about this week's episode of Winter Soldier and um, Falcon? You know, I like this show. Uh, I hate Captain America. I do. Um, I actually, that's the point though. Call him Captain America. I hate him. I absolutely love all of the TikToks, the, all of the Zemo TikToks. And like, I, I just, they make me laugh. So who would have thought, who would you have thought when you saw, uh, him first as, you know, the villain in, um, Captain America that you turn around to like him so much. We mean like him, like Zemo, like him. Uh, no, Zemo. He's all right. He's funny. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm confused. The like, guy they broke oh, out of jail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He, but he's not Captain America. No, no I jumped. Oh, I jumped I see from. You, I see what you're saying. I said I don't like the new Captain America or okay. John Walker or whatever his name is, but I do like the way that Zemo's. Yeah. Coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do I. I like, I like it too. Um, I thought the episode was good. You know, I do enjoy it. I don't think I enjoy it as much as does. I, I'm just going to go ahead and jump to mind a, a little bit right here. Cause I'm going to talk about the mighty ducks. Have either of you guys watched the mighty ducks? No. no, I'm enjoying mighty ducks more than Falcon and winter soldier. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. We watched the movie cause Christina doesn't remember watching them ever. So we wanted to watch them and we watched the first one and halfway through, she was like, yeah, I don't like this. So I will be watching the mighty Ducks series by myself here soon. I'll probably get caught up by next uh, Thursday. Yeah, well, I definitely enjoy like the Mighty Ducks better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. I do like Falcon and Winter Soldier, though. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a a good TV show. I feel like it's you know, uh, it's I feel like it's a little bit more hardcore than than the normal Marvel movies in a way. Well, like they have it, a lot more time to to expand on it. Now, did you watch the Loki trailer? Oh, that's hilarious! I missed it. I haven't seen it yet. Owen okay. Wilson. What do you think? Oh, how wow. do you think you're gonna? Wow accept that into your life oh I'm gonna, i think that looks funny right yeah see that has more of like a guardians feel to it i think in a way then and uh you know the whole timekeeper i love time travel in movies like i love back to the future i love uh, avengers you know like when they go back in time and all i love that type of like that type of stuff and loki is going to be about the timekeepers so i think so- it's gonna be- 
it's cool because don't you think this is going to give them the opportunity? Like if there are any holes in any of the, in the MCU anywhere that people, any discrepancies people have brought up, this is going to give them the opportunity to fix that. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's going to the opportunity. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it looks funny. Like Owen Wilson. What'd you think of that scene when they're sitting there and he's like, uh, Okay, I see you sign off on everything that you ever said. <laughs> and then he, he says something, and then it, part, it prints out. <laughs> he goes, out. hold on. And he prints out, and gives it to him. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm very excited for this series. I love Tom Hiddleston, though, so yeah. it'll, he's, it'll he, be cool. And he's a great character in, uh, uh, he's just a great character. His character's great. Like, yes. is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I kind of remember talking about, like, you know, one of the most previous episodes that we've done. Those are, like, my favorite characters. Remember I was talking about with ABC, uh, Once Upon a Time, Gold, right? Gold, whatever his name is. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Was he mm-hmm. a good guy in the sh- show? Is he a bad guy? Like, you don't know because his characters are so, like, up in the air. It's kind of like Loki. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Like, you don't know, right? So I'm really interested in seeing it. I think Owen Wilson's going to be great in it. Can't wait to it. I can't wait for it. Anything else, Jen? Did you do anything else? No, that was it. Yeah. How about you, Alex? Uh, not too much. Not too much? Yeah, just the watching Mighty Ducks at halfway of the movie. Did Did she like it? No, she didn't like it at all. <laughs> what? She doesn't like sports. So why would you like a movie about sports? That's true. And uh, I kept saying, I kept, she was like this, she's like, we watched with Emma who didn't like it that much either. And uh, she kept saying like, oh, this isn't, Christine's like, this isn't very good. I said, it gets better. It gets better. You know, I was like, wow, I didn't know how long it took until it got really good. But, you know, as they start winning is when it gets to its peak of yeah. entertainment. And we didn't get that far. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like with the TV show, I was surprised that I was going to like the TV show as much as I did. But it definitely brings it back, man. Like, if, like when you, I, I, like, how can you go ahead and you, you do it three times of the Mighty Ducks? Like, how are they going to kind of bring it back to a way that you kind of get that feeling you had when you first watched it? And to me, it brought back that feeling. I mean, the kid, the, the act, the main kid who's in the, sh- in the show, I think is a great, I think he's, like, I told Mel, I was like, this kid's like a really good actor. Uh, Lauren Graham plays the mom, Amelia Estevez is in it. It's, it's really good. And I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely been one of those shows where I can't wait to see that this week. Uh, over Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, yeah. So that's the His on Mary Poppins. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis.